Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Casual KO. It's what we're calling it for right now. Alex is sitting here with the goat milk because he feels like he's the goat because he's ahead one card. It's crazy. He's literally tied with Jared, and he's very excited about this. Um, we are coming back fresh off of a nice UFC Mexico. Um, I'll say it right now before we even get into anything, before I introduce my co-host that you already know. I I wouldn't care if they never went back to Mexico City. With the amount of gassing that went down with the fucking weird judging, I don't even know. I mean, maybe go back to Mexico, but maybe do it somewhere that's a little more like, you know, normal elevation. 7,800 feet or whatever the fuck that is. 7,300 feet. Way too high. Some very fit, light, in-shape dudes were getting winded after like five minutes, man. It's just a weird spot. And a lot of weird things happened. Um couple good calls from a, from a every one of us had a really good call actually some of us had some bad calls we're going to take our victory laps here but i want to introduce my co-host here alex from profit picks what's going on dude going going well man and you know who told you there was going to be it was going to be a controversial card i told you last week you know every single mexico city card has had controversy whether it's been you know and typically they always involve yair rodriguez too but uh, happy to be here again. I'm broke a two week losing streak, and I'm looking to keep it going, baby. Yeah, I like it, man. You actually did a good, really, really good job with your picks. And I saw that you were coming off a two week skid. Fucking got yourself right there, and that's uh, that's great, man. It happens to everybody that's been betting for a little while, man. You go through these little cold patches. I'm currently in one right now. I went six and six. Um, but Jared from Teep Picks. Uh, also tied you at nine and three on the show. You guys may have changed your bets later in the week, but formally on the show, you guys are both nine and three. I'm six and six. Jared, what's going on with you, man? Oh, not much, dude. Coming off a week that it could have gone so beautifully and it just fucking died at the end. The PFL ver- versus Bellator, we swept the whole card. We were going into UFC with just profit. We're free rolling. Everything was going great up until Yair. And then it got worse with Moreno and basically blew all my PFL profit. And we were right back where we started yeah. dead even. Hey, you know, that that's what we do it for. You know, a lot of people that are out there that bet, not, not us, but a lot of people and like the gamblers, uh, you know, handbook, they say that you like betters bet because of their losses. They don't bet because of their wins, right? The losses keep these, these degenerates coming back. Now we're trying to be profitable every week. We're working towards that. Um, that Johnny Eblen fight against Ipakasunganai, he looked like shit against Ipakasunganai. Horrible. Wet. He looked bad. What What were your thoughts on that? I know you were high on him, Jared. Dude, so when I posted my full card picks for PFL versus Bellator, my two locks was Clarissa Shields and Johnny Eblen, and they were both split decisions. Hey, both of them looked like dog shit. It, it, they were bad, dude. Well, it, Evelyn almost got knocked out it, twice, it was, and and they just kept saying all night, "This is the greatest middleweight on the planet." Something people just hear one time, and then everyone just repeats it, even right, though right. they probably never watched a Johnny Evelyn fight before. Yeah, yeah, I, man, I you know, it was a gift too. I was, I, I thought we were gonna get robbed on that one, but uh, it could have gone either way. I wouldn't even have been mad, but I'm happy to to eke that one out. Well, you know what's interesting, man? Like, I took – so I took uh, the top four on the card. I took them just – like, I didn't do any tapes today. I just threw 25 bucks at a four-leg parlay. And I took all Bellator except 
for no, I took all Bellator, even Ryan Bader. And I and oh. in insight, that's a horrible pick. But the Bellator fighters are just better than PFL fighters. And that's a fact. So that's why I was like, yo, yeah, like Ryan Bader is going to win. But now after in hindsight, hindsight's 2020, they're trying to set up a fucking fun fight with Francis Ngannou, right? This is a big investment. So, I mean, if you're ever going to throw a fight, and I'm not saying that this dude that no one's ever fucking heard of this Ferreira dude, no one's heard of this guy, but everyone's like, hey, this guy is six, eight. He's really strong. If he really performs well, Francis Ngannou is going to get around one knockout. You know, it's like th- these PFL dudes are not where where the competition is they just let go of kenny florian bad bad decision on in my opinion i I love ken flow but um yeah man i was i was all on the bellator guys and ryan bader goes out there and gets fucking stomped out quick and um that was an that was an interesting one but my thing right now is that dude no one's touching the ufc pfl and bellator can merge with every other mma promotion on the planet and the ufc is still beating the game in MMA by so much. Um, I might be biased here, but I think BKFC is number two, maybe maybe number three after one. Uh, one FC is very very likable and it's fun to watch. But uh, dude, BKFC is going to be a fucking problem for a lot of these promotions in the future, man. So keep an eye on that. Um, I don't know anything that you guys want to get into from like the past week. Obviously, we'll we'll touch on our picks a little bit from Mexico, and then we'll run through this kind of boring card. Um, I'll start with you, Alex, since you uh, since you won last week. Anything you want to touch on MMA news? Anything? Yoel Romero, man, I love him. I will bet on him every. I'll bet on him even when he's fifty years old, forty five years old, and he still got it. I love him. He made my night. I wish I bet more on him, and I was confident. I missed a live bet on him at plus two hundred, but you know I went hard on Bellator, and I went a little bit lighter on UFC, to be honest. Uh, my biggest bet was the over one and a half in the co-main and over, over two and a half in the main event at almost even money, a little bit of juice. But uh, other than that, I made a couple of bad picks like Denise Bondar. I'm going to be – Jared was there to, to – to, for my witness. But Denise Bondar looked good in round one. Oh, I yeah. saw him passing out, and I said, Jared, Luis Rodriguez plus 200. I have to bet it. I have to. It was just gleaming out at me. It was just one of those spots, and I took that. So ended up going against one of my picks, but got the money back from you know and my. For dad. the record, not to cut you off, Alex, uh, Luis Rodriguez is still not a good fighter. He's still not very good. Um, I'm interested to see his next performance and who he's matched up against because he's low volume. He's just not. He like I said, he went blood and guts with a fucking fifty percent fighter in uh, Lux FC, which is not a good promotion and an old. Uh, you know, 50-50 fighter at that. 37 in the Bantamweight division or flyweight, whatever the fuck it was. So weird fight. But um, anything else you got there, Alex, on uh, on Mexico? You going to brag about your Roy Vol pick, uh, your split decision victory? Oh, uh, because I didn't even bet him. I was very upset. I didn't even bet him how I wanted to bet him. I did want to throw a couple hundred on him. I ended up putting him in a round robin. And I put him in a parlay, 19 parlay. This is why you don't parlay. This is why you always round robin, guys. 19 parlay, everything hits except for Mendonca. $28 to pay $1,700, and they screw me on Mendonca. Can you believe that? That's why you always round Robin. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, dude, <laughs> that was one of my picks that I missed on the show, but I hit behind the scenes because I pick flipped to Jesus 
Um, and and yeah, man, Madonka Mendocha, I think is how it is. He should have won. He should have won that fight. Um, I think Dos Santos should have lost his fight. Um, so yeah, man, just a weird, weird situation there. That card was wild. Um, Jared, do you got anything that you wanted to touch on with the last card before I uh, just take a massive victory lap here? Uh oh, Alex. Ah, uh, God. Before we, oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, before we get to your victory lap, I'll just say Clarissa Shields needs to learn how to wrestle, and she's got a dump truck. Aaron Pico looked great. It was a sweat-free bet. Mexican judges suck. Yep. And I don't care what anyone says from a Moreno better. Moreno lost four rounds to one. I saw people saying it was a robbery. I, can't, I think I can't. he won one, two, and five, man. I think the clearest rounds was the first round was for Moreno mm-hmm. and the fifth round for Roy Ball. Two, three, and four were all close, but I slightly gave them to Roy Ball. That's interesting. I, I took one, two, and five in my head for Moreno and three and four for Roy Ball. Um, now, obviously, you said it best. It's interesting that, that you think that five was very clear for Roy Ball. I, I think the opposite. I think it was fairly clear for, for Moreno. But really, Moreno fights all of his competition. Uh, he fights at all their level, right? So I don't know if I'm ever going to make a bet on on Moreno again. He could fight. Um, he could fight this this uh, Felipe dude, right? That we that we saw. What what the hell is the second guy? The fought, guy that fought uh, Dos Santos. Felipe, what? What's his name? Felipe Dos Santos or Victor Altamirano? I'm sorry, yeah, Victor Altamirano. He could fight Victor Altamirano to a split decision, and he could fight Manel Cobb to a split decision. He could fight fucking uh, Pantoja to a split decision. Whether he wins or loses, he just fights at his competition's level, and that's not a good look. So um, he's been in some wars. He's been in several wars lately. He just looks so good when he beat Davison Figueredo that last time, right? And... um. I don't know. Maybe maybe he needs to fight Davison Figueredo to look good. Last thing I'll say before we just move on into this card is, man, Brian Ortega uh, really coming through for me. That was my sniper shot on this card. Um, really proud of that pick. Uh, I, I kind of saw it for exactly what it was. He said that he can't. I think he was playing Mental Warfare with Yair Rodriguez, man. Yair looking past him, wearing sunglasses inside. That's always a fade for me. Um, yeah, you're talking about, oh, yeah, I want to go and beat Ilya Taporia's ass in Spain, all this shit. And then Brian Ortega sitting there. Yeah, you see, sound a little bit like Tony Ferguson up there, right? Talking about Eagles living for a thousand years or whatever the fuck. And he said he just got there to Mexico on, on Tuesday, like yesterday. But I told you, man, birthday boy's not going to lose, dude. 33 years old in three days. This dude, there's no chance. And uh, he went out there, got his ass, got his shit pushed in on the first round. The Ilya talking, him talking shit to Ilya was exactly why I swapped my pick. That's the biggest red flag in this game is like overlooking your opponent. And Yair 100% overlooked him. And that's exactly, and the early money coming in because he was an unpopular pick and his line just kept coming down. Plus 130, closed at like plus 120, I said plus 110 around there. I said, why is everyone betting them, but no one's talking about it? Nice pick, Ryan. Thank you, sir. Yeah, it was about my only only really good pick. You guys had multiple good picks. Um, I tend to do really well in the main and co-mains for some reason. Um, didn't do good in this main, but, you know, it's all in the past now. We are looking to a new week, 
and I haven't had Tapology pulled up. We're actually looking into getting some uh, some graphics created for these so that you know people will have an incentive to look at us not only because of our good looks, but because of uh, you know the things that you're going to see on YouTube. What's a YouTube channel that you got there, Alex? Profit Picks. Okay, sweet. Well, you're starting us off here, and you are going to lead on every pick. Jared's going to be going second, and I'm going to be going last on every single pick that we have here. And um, we'll see how it ends up uh, next week. But that is the process that we're going to follow for this episode. So first fight of the night that you're taking here, Alex, according to what it is right now, I, I feel like this order has to change. Um, as of right now, we've got 11 fights. The um, Raul Rosas Jr., Ricky Tercios fight fizzled out. And I actually want to bring that up really quick. I mentioned to you guys that he had that, that Tercios looked like he had a staph infection uh, on his chest. And I, and I, I didn't call it a staph infection. It was actually you, Jared, that said that, but I, I sent this, this picture to you guys and you know, this dude's up on the scale. There's a guy blocking him. There's in none of the other photos, there's not a dude's head blocking any of these guys, but then there's this guy blocking Tercios. Tercios is up there flexing. And you see open wounds. It looks like cigarette burns on this dude's chest. And Jared right away is like, that's staff. And then minutes before they're about to walk, they say that Raul Rosas Jr. is sick and he pulled out. Was this a panic attack from a 19-year-old kid? Or was this staph infection that they were trying to make it seem like they didn't fucking catch this when they should have? What are your guys' thoughts on that? Real quick. Jared. Well, apparently what they were saying was they were telling Raul Rosas to stick to just bottled water while in Mexico, and he was drinking tap water and had the shits. That's the story they put out there. That's bullshit, man. He knows, dude. He would know. I mean, everyone fucking knows not to drink tap water in Mexico, especially a fucking Mexican kid. I don't even think that fight's happening either. What's that, Alex? People are saying that fight with Raul Rosas is not going to happen. It's not happening on this card. That's for sure. But, I mean, I'm just curious if you guys think that, that w the reason that the fight fell through was because of Rosas or because of Tercios. Because I tend to think it was Tercios, and they're trying I to mask it. Well, we kind of had the thought that maybe it was uh, they're trying to push more action on Tercios when they rescheduled the fight for this week. Okay. That was kind of the initial thought there. Kind of, you know, maybe too much was on Rosas, and they're like, this kid's sick. You don't want to take him, you know? Interesting. And then, yeah, Tercios just pulls a big dick move and he's like, no, we're not fighting. Um, interesting, man. I, I, I stand by it, dude. I, I fucking saw that staph infection shit. I called it out. We also had a uh, really, really good call with uh, Adrian Yanez versus um, who did he fight last? Was it uh, the Mexican out of Arizona here? Adrian Yanez? Adrian Yanez, yeah. And it is Yanez. I double checked. What is it? Mario Batista, right? Is that who it was? Batista? I'm 100% sure it was Batista. I'm going to double check. Mario Batista. Uh, I just fought Ricky Simone. Okay. Adrian Yanez just fought Martinez. Okay, Martinez. Yeah, okay, yeah. So um, Adrian Yanez just got off of the scale 
when he was being weighed in and he kind of stumbled a little bit. And I was like, his knees fucked up. And sure enough, this dude goes out there and loses because uh, Martinez is a brutal leg kicker. I mean, you know, every once in a while, I, I, I strike gold with these kinds of things. But anyway, let's get into this shit, man. Alex, you're starting us off. You've got, uh, you know, kind of a fairly low-level fight. I'm interested to see what you think on this on this whole card because there's a lot of favorites that should win this this entire on this entire card. Yeah, I I think if you got a dollar to throw down, you just parlay all the favorites. You see what you can get with all this. But you got Luik Raksabov versus Abdul Karim Al Sawadi, uh, Palestinian versus the Tajiki fighter. What do you got in this one, Alex? I like Rod's above on the side. I'm not super confident on this fight, but I, I do like Rod's above. I think he's going to be the bigger guy. I know Abdul is going to be going up from 145. This is his like fourth fight at lightweight, but he's a natural 145. You can see it in him when he fights, too. He's a smaller guy. I really think his right weight class should be featherweight, in my opinion. Um I think Radzibov's more durable, even though we've seen his leg get kicked off in his last fight. That was against a southpaw, and he's fighting an orthodox fighter now in Abdul. Um, I just think Radzibov has has more ways to win, even though Abdul is the better BJJ practitioner, being that he has an IBJF uh, championship. Um I'm not going to be betting this fight, but if I had to take a lean, I'm going to take Rod Zabov. I'll take him by knockout round two. Not super confident. I just, I just think he's going to be the bigger guy. I think he's going to be able to, you know, walk Abdul down as well. And I think um, the only way I could lose this fight, in my opinion, is if he just gets outpointed and if. Radzibov's legs don't hold up like they did in his last fight. But I I think, you know, coming from that against Rebecca, I think he's gonna show out. I think he's gonna I think he healed. It was a while ago he had that fight. And um I'm going with the Tajik Tank. It's probably not even his nickname anymore. The Tajik Tank by the, by points you said? No, round two KO. Round two KO, okay. Dot tail. Yeah, man, uh, I uh, I definitely agree, dude. I think that uh, that that Loic is going to try to make a statement off of that Matouche round Becky loss, uh, but Rebecca's a fucking beast, dude. Jared, where are you at on this one, man? Yeah, I'm on the other side on this one. Uh, that loss you guys are talking about that was a pretty bad loss. I, I know it was eight months ago. He's had some time to recover, but the, I question his cardio and his striking. I don't love it. It's kind of one shot at a time kind of relies on his power. The dude is strong and he does have good wrestling. I think that's probably his path to victory here, but I don't know, even being on the mat with Al Sawadi, a dude that has good BJJ, that could be a little dicey. Al Sawadi, he, he pushes the pace. The dude has, you know, he's pretty high volume and I like when he gets taken down, he's either throwing up subs or he's trying to get back to his feet. I, I got a side with the guy here that kind of puts on the heavier pace He's got the higher volume. I actually think he's going to wear Radzibov out and win a decision here. Okay. Well, here's my thoughts here. If you like Ra- if you like Sawadi, wait until round two because 
It's not often you see Radzibov look rough in round one. And I, I know Abdul is going to be on the back foot round one as well. And, and one uh, thing to point out about Abdul is all three of his losses have come by knockout. So if Radzibov catch, there's a world that Radzibov catches him early. So I don't hate a Radzibov by KO bet if you're on that side. But for me, I'm on the other side. I think Al Sawadi's just going to wear him out. Um, yeah, man, I, 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 you guys both make really good points. I am on Loic by decision. I just think that, uh, this is a contender series fade spot. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of fighters that come in that just don't perform the way that they should. And, uh, I think, uh, Al Sawadi is going to be a good fighter, uh, in the UFC and, and perform at a UFC level. But I think Loic, uh, you know, his only loss in the UFC is to a, phenomenal fighter and he also beat an undefeated fighter he's the only one that handed esteban ribovic's his loss and it was by decision so uh, esteban is like 12 and 1 11 and 1 something like that and uh it was loic that beat him uh as weird as that might seem but yeah man give me uh give me the tajik tank as alex says there now moving on up the car this is a new short notice replacement venetius Oliveira versus bernardo sapage um, and Sapage is replacing a boring Savat French fighter. I mean, this dude was just going to come in there and smile at this guy. I don't know if you remember this guy's last fight. He went in there and he got kicked in the stomach lightly a couple of times and tried to do some weird shit. And the referee was just like, no, this is a TKO. And it gave William Gomez the only KO TKO that he's ever going to get in the UFC because these fucking French fighters, man, are so boring. They're so bad. Other than Benoit Saint-Denis and, and maybe Cyril gone, these dudes. And Nasser Dimimovov. Nasser Dimimovov is not really French though. I know he reps, he reps the French flag, but he's fucking isn't he uh, a mountain man? Isn't he, uh, you know, coming out of uh, Dagestan? Yeah, originally. I don't know, man. I, I can't stand, you know, the French, the French culture is real cool and shit. Like the food's dope and, and the coffee and all the stuff that they do is, is, is cool. But man, the fighting is just lame. And, and their accents just seem bitchy. There's just an allure of bitchiness to these guys. So uh, nonetheless, Alex, who do you got between uh, the Brazilian and the Swede. This is strange, man. You come on a week notice and you're only plus 145. They really know that, like, Venetius has, you know, some red flags about him. And yeah. I'll tell you exactly what they are. I did a lot of tape on him. He he comes out like a bat out of hell. He's a dog. He comes out and, draw, and unleashes everything in round one and round two. And that's his problem, you know. Um, if... Before the fight, the bet has to be Venetius, in my opinion, before the fight. Because he's going to look good in round one. It's not often that I see him looking bad in round one. It's just, I'll be have my live bet ready on Bernardo the second it goes past round one. And I see him, you know, getting a little bit tired, going for desperation, uh, takedowns. But this is fishy line. Booked a week, booked this week, and he's only plus 145. Look at the other line with the, you know, the second booking with Ludovic Klein at minus 800. That should tell you something. But uh, this has fishiness written all about it. Haven't had time to do tape on Bernardo. Uh, right now, it's a no bet. I'm a fan of Venetius Oliveira. Big fan. I love the way he fights. He's got 
he's got that dog in him, man. He's just like kill him mentality. And one of his losses on his record shouldn't even be there against um, Quinones, who just fought this following uh, week last week. Um, it was a horrible stoppage. He got a cut above his eye. Herzog stopped it. And it was I've seen worse cuts go through. But, of course, you know, you're not a main event. They'll stop it. And a uh, horrible stoppage. I think he should have one less loss on his record. But, um, yeah, he's a bit chinny. He doesn't keep his hands up. He's definitely only trustworthy in round one, in my opinion. I'm going to go with Vinicius, round one, KO, not confident. And if it doesn't happen, I will have my finger on that live bet for Bernardo. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm trying to make note of all these little things that you're saying here. So you got Venetia's KO, but you're going to live bet if it goes outside of round one. Um, I like that, man. Uh, Jared, where are you at on this, dude? Yeah, this is a fight that I've barely even looked at yet. I like vaguely remember Venetia's from uh, the Contender Series. I just remember him getting a knockout. And I just started looking into Bernardo like an hour ago. I mean, so far, I like what I see, dude. He, he's a kickboxer. I watch a couple kickboxing fights, watch a couple MMA fights. Dude, he, he this guy's kicks are fast, and uh, he's pretty tough. And, I mean, I just like how he mixes in his kicks. He'll he'll start blasting calf kicks until you bite on him, and as soon as you start biting on those, he's throwing head kicks. So, as of right now, not doing a ton of tape on either guy. I'm going to side with Bernardo here. I'm I just like what I see so far. I'm going to say he gets a knockout and weather's that early storm. So we'll call it round two. Guy's got a chin on him. Never been finished. Yeah. And Venetius, if if we don't count that doctor stoppage, still look at his other two losses. They're both by knockout. So I think uh, this could be a good spot on the underdog here. Although despite coming in on a week's notice, this motherfucker can kick. I'm going to do some more tape on him, but I will say he's got an Ascari sponsor. So I like him already. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, dude. And you know, it's funny. It's so, so he's training out of all stars, right? Um, as you can see that little Freemason logo behind his shoulder in his picture, uh, which that is a Freemason logo, by the way, you know, it's interesting, man, this dude coming in here late notice, you know, uh, Alex pointed some attention to this, you know, he should be a much bigger underdog. I, I thought that this was going to be a somewhat competitive fight with Vinicius Oliveira versus this boring Frenchman. But I think this dude comes in there and he tries to do something. I think that he tries to prove a point. He's 23 years old versus 23 year, uh, 28 year old. And, um, you know, he's going to be the shorter guy and all this stuff to be a hundred percent honest. I have not done any tape on this, but I'm going to take the dog in a situation where there's less prep. There's less really, uh, knowledge going out there, but I do have him by decision. I think that he's probably the lesser skilled of the two, but maybe, you know, Oliveira comes out there, he blows his load round one, and then these guys go the distance. So, uh, yeah, give me Sapage in a 29-28 unanimous decision. Going to be an interesting fight, though. Maybe. Um, Christian Leroy Duncan versus Claudio Hibero. Uh, this is this is pretty good, too, man. You got a power puncher. You got, like, a you know, couple of strikers that are going to come in. One is very... You know, he's cautious in CLD, right? I mean, he's going to come out there. He really laid an egg against um, Armin Petrosian, looked like shit. And then Claudio Hibero, 
you know, this guy has fucking fire in his hands, man. This guy throws 100% power every single shot that he takes. I'm actually a big fan of this dude for, like, what he's done in the UFC, which is not much. You really shouldn't be a fan of the guy, but he went out there. He fought Kapolov decently until he got caught with a head kick. I think this is an interesting fight, and it's a popular underdog on, uh, you know, MMA Twitter or whatever the fuck you want to call it. So, Alex, what do you think about this one, man? All over Duncan here. All over him. Parlay piece. Pretty confident. I'm one of my most confident picks on the card. I, I like him. I think that jab's going to be there all day, but round one's going to be the scary part. Cardio does look good in round one. He's This feels like the card where everyone's going to gas. You know, everyone was talking about how last card at elevation everyone's going to gas, but this feels like the card where there's going to be a lot of people who are winning round one and then they're not there in round two. So I'm going to go with Christian Leroy Duncan, and I'm going to go with round – I'm going to go with round three KO. That's who I'm going to go with. I think he gets Claudio out of there. This is another good live bet spot. If you're not going to bet this fight beforehand, just watch it. If you get better than minus 200 on Christian after round one, that's a spot that I would double down on or I would bet too because I, it's not often you see Claudio looking good past round two other than against who um, Joseph Holmes. No, 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 my bad. Jamie Pickett. Yeah, that guy. Or it was Joseph Holmes, one or the other. No, but it was Joseph Holmes. It was Joseph Holmes, yeah. You beat Joseph Holmes in round two. Big whoop. You know, this is a big step up compared to him. Uh, I think he's on a whole nother level. And I think Christian's going to jab his way to a, either a decision win or a late knockout. But I'll go around 3 KO. Okay. CLD round 3 KO, you said? Jesus. Round 3 KO. All right. I like it. Jared, where are you at here, man? Hey, and by the way, yeah. see, what do you see right now on the screen? Topology. Okay, cool. All right, good. I'm just trying to work at the same time. Multitasking. What do you got, Jared? Yeah, I'm on the Duncan side here. Um, Riberio, he's a dude that has big power and bad cardio. He's killer be killed. Every win in his professional career has come by knockout. And... He's super dangerous in the first round, but after that, you know he's going to significantly slow down. And out of two of his last three fights was him getting knocked out. And here he's against a guy who's a much, much more technical striker. Um, and he has some finishing ability himself. I think he just needs to weather the early onslaught from a barrio. If he get The longer this fight goes on, the better for Duncan. And the longer this fight goes on, I think Duncan's just going to style on him, man. Um, these are guys that both of their wins come against low-level competition. So, you know, the, both these guys got something to prove, but I think Duncan's just going to be a step ahead. He's got the cleaner striking. He's just sharper. He's just got to avoid them big shots, and uh, I think he can find a finish in the second round. So I'm, I'm going to go with Duncan by KO in round two. Hey, Jared, you and I think the same, man. I told you I have all my picks written down. I have CLD, KO round two. But when does Duncan get his first UFC submission? You know? I mean, like, it might be an interesting thing because everyone's going to say that this fight ends by knockout. I think it'd be kind of an interesting uh, wager to place, to sprinkle a uh, Christian Leroy Duncan submission. Like I said, he looked really bad against Armin Petrosian. He went out there and he was, like, doing the dance 
uh, similar to like uh, Blake Builder when he was getting pieced up by that pussy Canadian dude. Just... You know, that was a step up though. Petro, I mean, I definitely would say Petrosian's a leaps and bounds ahead of Herbario. Petrosian's a good man. I know he just got fucking schooled in his last fight, but that was a style matchup though. I, I hear you, but yeah, I don't think I, I personally don't think Petrosian's that good. I know that you love strikers though, and so that's you know I, I get where you're coming from with that. I don't think Petrosian is all that he's cracked up to be. I don't think he ever sniffs a title shot or anything. like No, that. no. But uh, yeah, decent, decent little fighter there. We'll move on up to the fourth fight of the night. Alex, you're taking this one again, buddy. Jared Basharat versus Ayman Zahabi. Kind of, uh, you know, this dude's got a lot of fucking props based off of his brother's work. But here he is again, underdog once again, 3-0 and on his last uh, underdog shots. What do you think about this fight, man? I just hate these wide lines, man. It's nice when you're betting Basher at it like minus 280, you know, and now he's getting, uh, you know, a bigger, a little bit of a bigger name. You know, his brother's the big name, hobby brother, but... You know, minus 700 is just, like, almost untouchable. Like, if you want to bet him here. And then after seeing last week, do you even want to bet on someone who's going to go win a decision at this point? You yeah. know, anything close, like, you're going to be sweating. And even if you do win in 90% of the fans' eyes, you can still lose the fight. Like, I, I just wish I saw more of a finish capability in Basharat. And if you do trust him, you'll get it at plus money. You'll turn that minus 700 into plus 200. Because I know the over-under here is uh, minus 250 on the over 2.5, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, minus 200 on over 2.5 rounds. Uh, I'll give you this, though. I I think the over 1.5 is good. And if you're going to bet Javid, you're going to have to add in an over-under. I think Javid, I've always bet him Javid to win and over 1.5 rounds. If you do add those together, you might get it at you know, minus 200, minus 250 finally makes it, you know, a parlay piece, but it's just something that's just fishy. It's not that safe to me. And the hobby's not even that bad. I just feel like he could keep it a little bit close. I'm going to go with Javid by decision. It's just, I don't see any value in this bet. Yeah. That's something that I'm uh, really trying to do and I'm not going to pressure you guys into doing it, but like, you know, you hear a lot of people that are out there like, you know, dissecting, fights and all this shit and they say well the pick is Javid Basharat but the bet is Eamon Zahabi and it's like man you're just hedging you're just hedging in the eyes of people instead of just like fucking you know picking one side or the other I'm not saying you're doing that Alex but so many people do that shit and it's whack and and it's just like I said it's hedging but I might I'm gonna put a small bet on Javid and over one and a half I'm gonna look at it but I'm not going to feel good about it. I'm not going to be putting, like, a unit on it. I'm going to be putting, like, small change, like $50, $100 on it. But there's no way I'm going to be putting thousands of dollars on Javid at minus 700 because that'll that'll just make you feel like – that'll make me puke if I lose that bet at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't think that you touch this fight. I mean, why why touch it unless uh, – because I think that there's a possibility that Javid finishes, right? I don't want to get into my pick before uh, Jared does, but – I think this is not necessarily one that you need to touch. We don't need to have bets on every single fight because Zahabi has been just fucking upsetting everyone, right? Obviously, we have to make we have to make picks. We have to, you know, throw throw our picks out there, method and rounds and all this stuff, just for the sake of the show. But this might be one to just stay away from. But Jared, where are you at? 
Yeah, dude, one thing that's important is not betting on every single fight. Because if you're betting on every single fight, chances are you're going to get fucked at some point. But, uh, dude, yeah, Zahabi's not bad. You know, he's on a nice little win streak. Um, my kind of issue with him has always been just the activity, uh, both in the cage and out. I mean, he's not super active, and he's only getting older. I think he knows that. I mean, you look at the Bosher outside, yeah, dude's super well-rounded. It's hard to, like, really poke any holes in his game because every fight he comes in with a very good game plan. He fights smart and does what he has to do to win. And he's yet to get a finish in the UFC. I'm pretty sure all, all of his fights, if or almost all of his fights leading up to the UFC were all finishes. And then he gets here and it's three decisions in a row. I mean, I, I feel like he's kind of due to get a finish here. Um, he is high volume. He doesn't get hit a lot. I could see, you know, people hopping on the Sahabi bandwagon now just because, you know, he's pulled the upset three times in a row. He's a big underdog here. I could see a world where Zahabi makes it sweaty, but Basharat's on the come up. This line is way too wide to even touch. So um, and I kind of want to take the pussy way out and say Basharat decision, but I'll take the other pussy way out and say Basharat by knockout. Wow. Okay. What round? Uh, let's call it two. That means you're not confident in any of it because that's what I always do. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I, I'm I, just I like, you know, yeah. I, I'm not even confident. But you know, let's call it a submission now. Submission, submission. round two, Bashara gets Ariel Hawani out of there. Okay, yeah, man. I mean, uh, I, I definitely agree with uh, with both of you guys, and and the way that you were going, Jared, is the same way that Alex is going. The same way I'm going. It's it's boring. I, I'm not a fan of the Bashra brothers, to be honest, man. I don't like this, uh, you know, point fighting style that they do. I really don't like it. Uh, Demond Blackshear had Javid in all kinds of trouble at the end of their fight, right? Um, and what really made me not like them is that Demond Blackshear went up to shake Farid's hand after the Javid fight, and Farid was like, "No, fuck you," you know, you just fought my brother, and I get that to an extent. But it's like you're supposed to be professionals. You're not that good at fighting. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, they're great. They're great. They're both undefeated. But they're not fucking entertaining, man. I'll say that right now. And I don't know if they're ever going to be entertaining. I'd much rather watch, like, a Dustin Poirier, uh, Benoit St. Denis fight, right? Other than, like, fucking Javid or Fareed fighting. But, yeah, man, I'm all in on uh, Javid by decision. I think he makes it boring. I think it could be a split decision even, but there's no way that the UFC uh, throws away this dude's undefeated record off of a, off of a decision. If it makes the cards, Javid's winning this. Now we're getting to the, the second short notice replacement fight here. Ludwig Klein versus AJ Cunningham. Uh, it's a nice little lightweight fight here, I guess. But uh, what do you got here on this one, Alex? Luda going to win. Pick whatever method you want. Sub, KO, decision. He can do it all. Especially on short notice. This is the one where they, they know the short notice guy isn't gonna isn't gonna show up, oh, you know. Bad. Um the hard part is picking how he does it. That's the hard part. Cause he, he can mix it up well. He can go for takedowns, depends what kind of strategy he comes in with, which we have no idea. Um I, I'm gonna go with the old fashioned KO. I'm going to go round two. 
not super confident because I know he gets he gets tired later on in the fight. So either round one or two, I'm going to go around two KO, keep it simple. And Luda, I love Luda. I definitely wasn't going to bet him against his prior opponent. So I'm happy, you know, he's uh, getting into uh, the win column again here. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, hopefully this dude doesn't come out and hopefully he's not looking at it the same way that we are. Where it's like, yeah, this is just an easy opponent, but uh, yeah, man, I I can't disagree with you there. Do you have so you have Luda KO round one? You said in round two, sorry. KO round two, Jared, where you at? Yeah, I mean, I'll make it quick because this is straightforward. Feels like a mismatch, a short notice mismatch. I'm gonna take Klein KO round one. I'm not gonna overthink it, and I'm probably not gonna bet it. Okay. Uh, KO round one. I'm going to go uh, Luda sub round two um, just because I, I feel like um, it is a mismatch, just like Jared said. It's uh, it's not a fight that merits much conversation. Now, this one's interesting. This one is actually interesting to me. Eric Anders versus Jamie Pickett. Now, say what you want. I think both these fighters are actually fairly equal. Like, I, I'll say that right now especially at these odds. Alex, where are you at here, man? Another lock of the night. I already have a bet put in. Eric Anders, your boy. He's getting it done. I got it in early before that line movement. Yeah, good. That you know, I got it in early in my minus 300, baby. Give me that. He's going to knock him out. Round one. Let's go. Yeah. Eric Anders, it's going to be one of those times like when he fought uh, Darren the Dentist. He came out and looked like a world beater. He's going to show up and do that again. He's going to come down. He's going to come out. He's going to walk him down. He's just going to ignore everything getting thrown his way. And he's just going to hit that body. And Jamie Pickett's going to fall. Let's go. I'm confident on Eric Anders. Your boy. Let's go. Get Jamie Pickett the fuck out of the UFC. Thank you. All right. Got you down for the KO round, uh, round one KO for Eric Anders. Where are you at here, Jared? I'm assuming similar. Yeah, I'm right there with Alex. I, I'm still in shock that you said these guys are close to the same level because I think at these odds they are. I, I don't care what the odds are. They're, these odds should be like the Umar odds. I'm, I'm Anders round one KO. Like Alex said, get Jamie Pickett out of the UFC. He's get, he has to be getting cut after this fight. You'd think so, but why wasn't he cut two fights ago? Last fight, four and zero oh in his. Or, I don't know. Look at look at fucking fight. Sam Alvey. Look at Daniel Lacerda. These guys that just stick around to lose. Yeah, and then they I finally mean, get um, rid of him. He's two and six. He's not a good fighter. I'm tempted. He was probably going to get cut before Bo Nickel, and then they just gave him a fight to get beat. They said, "Hey, if you get beat up by Bo Nickel, we'll toss you another fight," and then he lost that too. Yeah. Against a winnable guy like Josh Frem. Yeah, yeah, Josh Frem. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, he's one of the few guys uh, that goes out there and he, uh, you know, he, he find, everybody beats Joseph Holmes, man. I always say just always fade Joseph Holmes, right? Claudio Vario, uh beat Joseph Holmes as well. And that's another reason why, like, that's his only UFC win. But, uh, yeah, Joseph Holmes is bad, dude. Anyone fighting in MMA that has that curly mustache, you fade him. You fade them. They're trying to be fake tough guys. I'm going to take the long shot on Jamie Pickett. I know it's stupid. I know it makes no sense. 
but I don't understand why this dude's around. I don't think that they're trying to build their, I don't think that they're trying to use Jamie Pickett to build Eric Anders up. What, who the fuck? No way. Eric Anders. So this guy, he's sitting here, you know, he's 36 years old. I understand that, but they gave Jamie Pickett bone nickel, right? I think that like the, if I'm a matchmaker, I want Bo nickel to beat someone that has UFC wins. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way I'm approaching it. So I'm taking Jamie Pickett. I think it's going to be a fucking split decision. I think that he probably should lose this fight. But I'm taking Jamie Pickett by decision. It's only because of the odds. And I have that written down here. Eric Anders should not be this much of a favorite over anybody in the UFC, even Jamie Pickett. So give me No, Jamie. he should be the favorite over Jamie Pickett. Nah, man. If Who you get this one right, you can have the craziest victory lap of all time because I just don't see it at all. No, I hear you, man. And, like, I'm not 100% confident on it. But his last win since 2021 is Kyle Dawkins, dude. Like, Kyle Dawkins. What the fuck are we talking about here, guys? And this guy's a minus 400. Every other fight wasn't close. Like, I had him beating Park. I That Mark andre Burial fight was close, too. Like, all of his fights, if it's Unanimous close, decision. Whatever, whatever. But I'm just saying, like, Look how close that young, Jung Young Park fight was. Split decision. If, Jung if Young Park. This was Park versus the Iron Turtle, right? This was the Iron Turtle versus. This dude is so overrated, man. Joseph Holmes. I think we we would all be on the same page here. Well, you know, like I said, we'll see. You know, uh, I, I'm meant to be wrong in this situation, but. I just don't see the odds. And like I said earlier on, I'm not going to be one that says like, oh, the odds don't make sense, but I'm going to take Eric Anders. But the the bet would be Jamie Pickett. The bet and the pick is Jamie Pickett because those odds don't make sense. Fuck these, both these guys. They both suck. Um, Let's move on here. Matt Chanel versus Steve Ursig. He looks like uh, someone that works at Best Buy. Steve Ursig, right? He looks like a nice gentleman, maybe a busboy at your favorite Italian restaurant. But uh, Matt Schnell has become more and more chinny, and uh, I heard someone say, man, this guy, you know, rumor has that this guy can't wear a bow tie without tapping out because he just, you know, the the pressure on his neck. Anytime there's any pressure on this dude, he folds like a fucking house of cards. So we got Matt Schnell versus Steve Ersig. I kind of alluded to what my pick is, but I go last. Why are we all picking Steve Ersig and by what method? You know, I got Steve Ursig, baby. Another bet I got already early because I knew that line was going to get smoked too. I already bet Steve Ursig as a dog in his first fight. I bet him as a, I believe he was a dog in his second fight. And you know, I'm going to keep riding that train. I'm on the Ursig train, baby. I like it. I, um, I just, I don't know how he gets it done. That's the harder part. Any way he wants it, right? And, it's similar to the Ludovic Klein thing. I think he should stay away from the BJJ. To be honest, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go against the grainy. I'm gonna go with Ursig decision, and uh, Schnell just you know gets knocked down a bunch but gets up. Oh man, I don't think he gets up one time if he gets knocked down. But that's a bold call, Alex. Uh, Jared, where are you at here? I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked up if he gets up once or time once or twice. He's pretty game. I mean. He's going to get, I mean, when he loses, it's him getting finished. That's for sure. Sure. But yeah, Ursag, man, so far so good. Came into the UFC short notice against a ranked fighter and fucking looked great. 
And then, you know, he looked great in his last fight too. And I, I think he's going to find his first finish in the UFC here. And, oh, no. um, and you know, this dude, he, his striking has looked pretty sharp in those two fights, but, um, you know, we can't forget this dude's a grappler and he's a slick, slick submission dude. So what a perfect guy to get matched up against with Matt Schnell, you know, Matt Schnell somehow ranked number nine. I mean, this is Urseg all day. I, I mean, he's our Urseg already being ranked number 12. This is his third UFC fight. As of right now, the sky's the limit for him in flyweight. So, yeah, I, I think he's going to look really good here. Give me Urseg round one sub. Yeah, he's an interesting kid, man. You know, just like the opportunity. And it's it's kind of an inspiring little story, dude. Like if you're just like a fighter just fighting on a regional scene and you're on your shit, you get called up. You find who was it? Dustin Dvorak, right? Yep. I thought it was Ludovic Klein just because those names in my head sound familiar. Um, but yeah, this dude comes in, just like puts on a great performance and gets ranked in his first ever UFC fight. And now he's climbing the fucking rankings, man. And I think he moves up, absolutely moves up here. I actually think he gets a round three sub. I think that this goes a little bit longer. Um, you have round one sub. I have round three. I already had that written down. Um, so I'm kind of in the middle of you and Alex where Alex thinks this goes the distance and uh, you think this ends quick, but it's interesting. None of us are on KO with the uh, chinniness of Matt Schnell, but uh, we'll see what happens there, man. Fun matchup. Let's keep this one short unless anyone has any controversial opinions. Umar Nurmagomedov versus Baksat Almakan. I heard another uh, funny joke. Kunith MMA. Great channel. People should check him out, man. He's funny. He said, if you said Umar Nurmagomedov, Beksat Alkmanan three times really fast, the furniture in your living room starts to move around. So try that and see what happens. But what are your thoughts on this one, Alex? Oh, baby, I did a lot of tape on this. I did a lot of tape on this. Beksat should be at 125. I think he's a little bit underrated, but everyone's built different, you know, but I think Beksat's really good. This is like similar. It reminds me of the case where JDM fought that guy, um, Basil, on short notice. And Basil came in, was like up two rounds. Oh, Hafez, yeah. And, and it went to a close decision. Everyone was sweating on JDM. I, I really, this fight scares me. But similar to the Javid fight, I think that Umar can win a decision here. I think it's going to be a decision. But Bexak's good, man. I just think he he can he's super tough. I remember I watched a fight where he took a step in elbow. Guy got a huge cut above his eye, and he hung in there. Got the takedowns, got his panic takedowns, and you know survived the the third round. And he was already up too. Got the decision. Ah, I just I see this fight going a while. I love the over one and a half here. I think I can trust Bexak's chin. You know, he's only been submitted once. And that's the only way I see Umar finishing. If I were to bet Umar here, I would take him by decision or sub. And I would cut out that KO prop, to be honest. But, I don't know. I was very impressed by doing tape on Begzat. And I, I just think that if I'm going to bet this, it's going to be... I mean, I might get greedy and take Umar by decision. But I'm curious to see what the line would be if you cut out that knockout prop. Um... But other than that, I would stay away, you know. I think they brought in Bexak. Bexak's a good fighter, and he definitely is UFC material. I would rather have seen him at 125. I think he's going to be a little bit undersized against Umar. But, boy, guy's got balls and the guy's got heart. And I like him. But 
you know, Umar decision, final pick. I'm not super confident, but you know, secondary pick would be a sub. It's just the line's outrageous, you know. I I would give Bexack a little bit more respect than this on the line. Maybe if it was a full camp. I said we can't we can't say things like that. Are you are, are you saying that the bet and the pick both are Umar? Yes. Okay. So you're confident that he wins, and you're okay. I just I I want to take him by decision. I think Bexack is is durable. I believe he yeah, can yeah. survive against Umar on short notice. Yeah. No, I'm I'm right there with you, dude. And I'm, everyone will talk smack. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see what uh, what Jared's at on this because yeah, I'm right in the same fucking step as you. We'll see if we uh, disagree. But Jared, where are you at, man? Yeah, I'm on the same page, man. I I did some tape on this dude. He's tough. He's fucking tough. He's hard to get out of there. I've seen this dude take some hard shots. He got no quitting him. He ain't, he's definitely not beating Umar, but um. I think he's definitely tough enough to last. I'm going to be betting the over one and a half for sure. I saw his minus 210. That's definitely a parlay piece. So I'm definitely betting the over one and a half. But for a pick, Umar, by decision, um, I think Bexet, you know, he's tough enough to at least show he belongs in the UFC. And I'm sure he'll get a an opponent much closer to his level next time around. But, um, yeah, he's pretty much fucked here. But he should be able to drag it out for a bit. Yeah, I uh, I do. You know, I, I mentioned this over and over again where, you know, I want uh, I, I don't want to say this is the bet, but this is the pick all this shit. Right. Um, I'm I, I can't bet against Umar just because it seems like he is so. Like he's so much better, I think he could be champion tomorrow if they were to match him up with like, you know, O'Malley. Right. And um, O'Malley, I think, is a phenomenal striker, but I think that that. This dude's so much more well-rounded, and he's a Nurmagomedov. I, I just can't. You can't bet against these guys, and uh, unless it's Saeed, you can bet against Saeed. But I don't know, man. Bexat's gonna look back, and he's gonna he's gonna realize like this is the hardest fight of his career. No matter how high up he fights, even if he's a title holder one day, this is his hardest fight. If he passes this test. I mean, we're we're fucking idiots for betting against him, man. He's such a good fighter, and there's a reason that they brought this dude in among everyone else. At these odds, though, it's it's just not bettable. I am not betting this fight, but the pick is Umar, and I'm not going to bet. I'm not going to bet him by decision. I'm not going to bet him by first round. I'm not. I'm not touching this fight. Um. It's just it's it, it is a very interesting matchup, but yeah, Umar Nurmagomedov probably by decision. I have that written down here as well, and um, just a, a weird matchup, man. Nobody wants to fight this guy at bantamweight, so uh, whatever. But Alex Perez, this guy that never fucking fights, versus Mohammed Makayev. Why are we picking Mohammed Makayev? What m- method? What round? How quick? Um, you know, this dude does have a knack for round three submissions lately in Makayev, but uh what do you guys got? Alex, you're up. All right, I'm worried about Alex Perez missing weight again. <laughs> I'm I'm worried about that. Just similar to like Edgar Cheras last week, you know, he missed weight by four or five pounds. Five pounds. And Daniel Lacerda only missed by one. So there's only one fighter who tried to make weight. With that being said, if he comes in and tries to, if he comes in heavy on purpose, 
I think Mokai might be in trouble, you know, because I think Perez will be a little bit stronger in there. But I'm going to go with Mikhaev by sub. I will have a bet on this fight. I hope that line still isn't minus 360. Last time I checked, it was minus 270 because that's a little bit outrageous. I will, I will, you know, draw the line there at minus 360. I will not be betting it at that high. But uh, I'm going to go with Mikhaev to stay undefeated. Clearly, they want him to, you know, move Why up in the ring. about this? Look at this. Do you see that? Yeah, I was going to bring that up. 12 canceled fights since he's coming to the UFC. I mean, green flag I can't from believe, Alex, with the savviness that you have when you bet. I know, but it's just, you know, some of these guys will, you know, come in heavy on purpose, and I, I feel like Makayev is the guy to still take the fight. So, well, yeah, he's the guy to get his leg fucking bent backwards and still win. Like, well, yeah. how are you worried about that? It's just, I don't know. It's something fishy about it. I am going with Makayev. I'm hoping that that line isn't where it's showing me right now because I do want to parlay him with a couple of guys. But uh, I'm going to go with Makayev by sub. I'll go round round one. Round one sub? That's interesting because he's a very slow starter. Um, okay, so you got Makayev. Jared, where are you at here? All right, Alex, I'm going to try to make you feel a little bit better about the Makayev side. Makayev is on my fade list. He's one of the guys that I'm waiting to fade. And mainly that's because he almost got submitted in his past three fights. Um, that Malcolm Gordon fight, he was in a choke and got saved by the bell. And I said, welcome to the list and wrote him down. Um, his striking's not bad. He's actually kind of fun. Throw some spinning shit. Um, the volume's not the highest on the feet, but that's because he's just trying to get it to the ground. But, I mean, the dude's good. You, you know, you can't deny him. Uh, what a strategic matchup this is giving him Alex Perez the dude that's super inactive 12 canceled fights everyone he's ever beaten the UFC has been cut and the majority of his losses are by submission and he hasn't won a fight in four years Mikhaev submission round two and I think it's going to be a lot less sweaty than his past three fights yeah I'm 100% there with you, man. I have uh, my bet is Muhammad Mkayev sub round two and three. Uh, FanDuel offers that uh, combo where you can do two and three. But I will also have Muhammad Mkayev by sub, Muhammad Mkayev two and three, and Muhammad Mkayev round three um, because he, he loves to fuck around. And I think that he likes to not show his hand. I think that's what he's doing right now because he's so talented but he looks like shit the entire time that he fights. And I think that that's intentional. This guy, if they would have went to decision between Mahmoud Makayev and Tim Elliott, he would have lost a decision to Tim Elliott. He was down two rounds to nothing when he got that, that finish in round three against Tim Elliott. So yeah, man, uh, all day um, I, I'm taking Mohammed Makayev sub Mohammed Makayev sub round two and three and Mohammed Makayev sub three specifically. So, yeah, uh, I think you could throw some cash on that. Now, this one's interesting. I've got some thoughts. Vitor Petrino versus Tyson Pedro. couple strikers. One dude is, uh, you know, very dangerous in round one. Another guy is uh, falling in love with his grappling recently, which could be a problem for him. But I'm interested what you think. Alex? This is This is the... 
This is the undefeated that I fade. I'm going to take a shot on Tyson Pedro. I'm going to do it. I feel like, you know, they, they need, he needs to hype up those Australians after Volkanovski lost. He needs to give them hope. And I feel like he's going to have the advantage on the feet as long as that gas tank holds up. As long as that gas tank holds up. But I feel like if he keeps it standing, he, he should be able to eke out a decision here. Maybe even get a get a knockout. A lot of people are talking about Tyson Pedro round one. You know, round one or bust. You know, uh, so I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna take that wave. I'm gonna go Tyson Pedro round one knockout. I think one of these undefeated fighters got to lose on this card, and this is the one I'm gonna go with. Yeah, not a bad pick. You said KO round one, huh? Yeah. Okay. Jared, where you at, man? Uh, the thing I'm with you on. I think someone's getting finished here in the first round. The, these guys are going to bang it out. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, every win in Pedro's career has been in the first round. Uh, I know he's never gone to de- or never won a decision. Uh, these guys are both explosive. They both hit hard. It's. I think somebody's going down in the first round. Kind of feels like a coin flip, but. Tyson Pedro has let me down before. Um, he's kind of dead to me since the Modestus Bukakis fight. So um, I'm going to side with Petrino, KO, round one. Yeah, man. Okay, so KO, round one for Petrino. Um, I told you I took some notes. I don't know if, Alex, if you were here. I, I had all my picks written down, and then I had, you know, just a couple notes on some of these picks. Um, For... For Pedro, I think he could win this potentially by wrestling and leg kicks. I think he's the more well-rounded fighter. Now, I'm not necessarily saying who I'm picking yet, but his wrestling and his leg kicks, I think, are superior to Petrino. I just don't know how much Petrino has been improving. Now, Prachnow, when he fought Petrino, had a lot of striking success. And and Prachnow is not, I mean, he's a great karate striker, Right. But karate is not the same as MMA. This is very different. This is more point-based, right? But Prochnow fucking goes out there and turns Petrino into a wrestler, man. That's, that's like, disturbing if you're trying to bet on Petrino by knockout. Doesn't mean anything yet. But Petrino has very bad head movement as well. And this dude got pieced the fuck up by Prochnow. Um, I, I, this is such a hard pick. I'm kind of leaning towards Pedro myself. Like, I, I I really am. I wrote down Pedro. I crossed him out. I wrote down Vitor. I crossed him out. And now I'm just, like, sitting here trying to figure out what I actually want to do. I think when it's such a close fight, you got to go with a person that's more dangerous in round one. Petrino looks so bad against Prochnow, man. So I'm going to go Pedro. I'm going to go decision, though. I think that this goes a little bit longer. And I think that that Pedro really puts a stamp on this, and Petrino tries. Uh, I'm yeah, P- Pedro puts a stamp on this. Petrino tries to drag this out, but uh, Pedro gets the better moments after round one that he wins cons- like con- con- like very very decisively. And um, the last two rounds are kind of up for debate. He probably wins like a twenty nine twenty eight unanimous decision. But yeah, give me Pedro decision. Uh, very fucking confusing though, man. It could either be that or a Vitor KO round three. You know what I mean? So, yeah, Pedro, decision, man. Weird fucking fight. It's such a volatile fight, too. 
in a in a wide open light heavyweight division. Main event of the evening, pretty weird. Uh, I think that the you know there's many other fights that could have been main events other than this one. Who gives a fuck about this fight, Alex? You got Jarcinio. It's going to be a great fight. Uh, it's an interesting fight because if we see Shamil come out banging like he did in his last fight, we're going to see it. We could see Yair win, but I I really hope Yair. Yeah, Yair. Jair, whatever. How do how do you want to pronounce his name in the first four letters? Huh? Jarzinho. You said Yair. We're not, we're not. Yeah, Jair. I, you didn't hear the J. <laughs> whatever. I'll just call him Rosenstruck. I've been riding. I rode Rosenstruck hard when he first came into the U.S. Right, right. Yeah, he's a beast, dude. Beast, biggie. Boy. Only time I lost on him was against Volkov, and that was a big mistake by me. I'm kind of embarrassed on that pick, but um, you know, this all comes down. I, I'm just gonna say heads up. I won't be betting huge on this fight i might throw i'm probably gonna throw a little punt on shamil because he's ali abdelaziz's guy and you know he's the only guy you could get to host a main event after one fight against martin boudet you know what i mean so that's a huge level up big step up in competition and i just hope ali's telling him hey you gotta wrestle here and I think he has a clear path to victory, which is just get a takedown, dude. You're bigger than the guy. You're stronger than the guy. I don't know about the cardio, but just get that takedown. You know, clearly Martin Boudet, we didn't get to see it, and I would have loved to have seen it, but I want to see some grappling here. And that's what I'm going to hope for Shamil. I'm going to throw a little punt on him, maybe put him in a small round robin. I'm not super confident. I was back and forth on this. But uh, Rosenstruck has let me down, and he is not reliable. You know, if I, it's him and Derek Lewis, and I would rather put my money on Derek Lewis in this spot rather than Rosenstruck. Just gotta say, if it was Derek Lewis at plus one thirty-five right now, damn right I'm betting Derek Lewis at plus one thirty-five. He's a little bit more reliable in that case. But um. Yeah, uh, this is a big stay away from me. Uh, I'm not going to be going crazy, but I'm going to take Gaziev. I'm going to go. I'm going to assume he does the wrestling. I'm going to go submission round one. Let's hope he gets it done. All right. I like that. It makes sense. It makes all the sense in the world. Jared, where are you at here? Yeah, it feels like yesterday Gaziev was on Contender Series. I mean,. I don't want to give him too much respect of beating Martin Boudet, but apparently the UFC is, I mean, he's already getting an opportunity to break into the top 15. Um, he is well-rounded. He's got a lot of power. He's got strong grappling. I don't think Jarzinho is a guy you want to risk it on the feet with for too long because, you know, Jarzinho is kind of a KO or bust. He hasn't really looked the same since the Nagano fight. And, I've seen when he ends up on his back, he ain't getting up. The only way he's getting up is if the horn goes and the next round's starting. So, like Alex said, Gaziev's have he has a very, very clear path here on the ground. He get he just needs to get a takedown. He gets a takedown, this fight's over. Give me Gaziev, get a submission in the first round. Okay. Gaziev sub for both you guys in round one. I've got Gaziev KO round two written down here. And it means you're um, not confident. What's that? So it means you're not confident. I'm not confident. 
but I think that that uh, Gaziev wins. I mean, this is this is the clear pick. The line seems off. Line seems so off. Even now, if you look at books, it just seems off. It seems like Gaziev should be like a minus five hundred, you know. But these are heavyweights. For all we know, Rosenstruck should be the favorite here. I mean, who's proven? Yeah, that was kind of the thought I had when I first looked at the fight. But then, I don't know, the deeper you kind of look, like watching the tape on Rosenstruck, he really has not looked the same. since The last time I saw him look like amazing was the Alistair Overeem fight. Yeah, and man, then that's that, good. He's not, I no. mean, it's Who the fuck cares about the that? Dawkins win. That's his last win. Augusto Sakai, another goat. When's his? Yeah, no shit. When's his last fucking quality win? I want to say Alistair Overeem, Junior DeSanto, maybe at the time, but yeah, Overeem at that time. And mind you, he was losing that fight when he got that knockout. It was late. Feels like he's coming in for that, you know, paycheck. Yeah, round five. Yeah, I mean, and it does kind of feel like we're seeing. Um, you know, fighters that we've been watching for a while kind of on the way out and the new generation's kind of coming in. Even though these guys are only like a year apart in age, it just feels like Gazia out with the old and with the new, you know? Yeah, when you see a striker, you usually, like what I look for, like when I'm looking for a striker is like they have the more power, they're bigger, like taller, they have the more reach, they have all the pieces that can make them them kind of, you know, and of course, Rosenstrike can, can, you know, catch Gaziev, but I don't see it, man. Gaziev, he he's trying to get in there now. Yeah, we could we could see another Bobby Green fucking Grant situation, right? Which was just uh, what an embarrassing fucking fight for that idiot. But I mean, you know, you can you can see things like this happen, but I don't see it, man. I I really don't see it here with this uh, Bahrainian fighter. He comes in here. I think he does what he needs to do. And I think the UFC wants him. He 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 kind of has that that stereotypical look of like a uh, Dagestani fighter, right? I know he's not, but he looks like one of those guys. So I think he comes in here. I think he does work, but I think he gets a KO in round two. Um, and I think the reason why I'm saying KO round two, I think that he tries to go for subs in round one. I think he goes to the ground early, but Rosenstrike probably defends that after like you know four minutes. I'm thinking four minutes, maybe three minutes on the ground. Rosenstrike's tired and Gaziev takes him down early again, tries to submit him over and over again, can't get it and just starts beating his fucking face in and uh, gets him out of there in round two by TKO referee stoppage. Take it to the bank, man. Yeah. Gaziev. It's one of my more confident picks on this card. Weird fight card, man. Weird, weird fight card. It should be fun though. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you guys got anything else before we get out of here, but that is all that we have. And it's not the best, but we are coming up on some great fight nights and some really, really good pay-per-views. I think he Ten boss... more days. Ten more days, baby. Before two ninety nine. Well, we get some good cards. Yeah, two ninety nine is coming up, and that's going to be fucking incredible, man. So, Vela, uh... baby, let's go. What is that? Tito Vera. Do you think Cheeto's going to beat O'Malley? Tito Vera is coming to get that belt, baby. Let's go. No, I, I can tell you Harry is putting 100% he, of the his account. He's dumping the balance on Cheeto. Yeah, I, I don't think that there's any chance that Cheeto gets that, man. Yeah, I'm on the other side. 
Oh, let's go. You guys said that about Roy Vol too. Yeah. Well, the reason the reason being is that the UFC likes O'Malley a lot, a lot. So I think it makes sense that O'Malley wins. But yeah, man, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. That's going to be a fun card. I think that there's actually a lot more compelling fights. 299 is actually a better fight card than 300 is. A thousand percent. I mean, you got Dustin Poirier. I'll pull it up, Jared. I see you making faces there. Yeah, I don't know. I got to look at the 300 card because that card's fucking stacked, dude. I got to look at the two cards next to each other because that 300 card's stacked. I'll pull up 299 here. And I'll I'm not saying 299 is a bad card, but I don't know. If we're putting them next to each other, you might. I, I kind of lean 300. Yeah, two, uh, the reason why I say this is because they were telling us that like we were gonna fucking get a a, a fucking forty dollar pay per view and a blowjob at three hundred. You know what I mean? Like they were making this seem like it was the shit, and it's just not. With two ninety nine, you've got O'Malley and Vera, Poirier, Saint Denis. You've got Burns and JDM. You've got Piotr Jan and Song Yadong. You've got Kevin Holland and MVP, dude. MVPs coming in. You've got Pedro Munoz and Kyler Phillips, CJ Vergara, Asu Amiabov, Caitlin Chukagian, Macy Barber. I love looking at Macy Barber's ass. That's about it. Uh, Curtis Blades, Jailton Almeida. That's a great fight. Matosh Gamrot, RDA, Michelle Pereira, Lord Mihal. All I mean, look at these great fights, man. Uh, oh, you skip. You look at the prelims, though. These prelims are weak. If you look at that three hundred card, there isn't a weak fight on the card. Well, look at Felipe Linz versus Iwan Kutalaba. That's actually a really, really good fight to open the fight the the uh, card off. Let's see here with uh, three hundred, because I I agree that three hundred is on paper. It's a f- more fun card, but I mean, like I said, dude, they're acting like we're about to get fucking. I mean, <laughs> Marina Rodriguez. What? Yes. You said yeah, that's a great. What are you talking about? That's a good fight. Dude, Jessica Andrade fucks Marina Rodriguez up. Diego Lopes beats Sadiq Youssef. Holly that's Holmes, a good Kayla Well, Harris, you're just yeah. telling who's going to win. You're not even acknowledging how good of matchups these are. Well, uh, I don't think that either one of these two first fights are good matchups. Oh, I, you're crazy. I think Kayla Harrison murders home. Uh, Bobby Green, Jim Millers. That's that's fun. Davison Figueredo, Kobe, Cody Garbrandt. Awesome fight. Bo Nickel, Cody uh, Brundage. That's actually pretty interesting, too. Justin Gaethje, Max Holloway. That is not going to be your featured prelim, I don't think. Um, That's what they're making it seem like right there. I know it says main card, but I don't know why it's that low. That should be a fucking featured fight. But, yeah, man, I, I you know, I guess now that we're looking at it, 300 is better. But, like, they they were trying to tell us that this was, like, Something insane, and I don't think it's that crazy, really. But well, I, I don't think I this think is their first option for a main event. Uh hey man, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm I'm on Jamal Hill on this fight, main event, big time, dude. I love Jamal Hill, love Jamal Hill. I think he gets that done, dude. Everyone fucking hates on him, and I don't know why. This dude's very very well rounded. What do you think, Alex? I'm going to save it for when we cover it, but uh, I'm fading you. That's fine. Uh, Everyone was thinking like this dude. Max Bet. Max Bet on Pereira, huh? He's already talking about that he's going to go and defend his belt in Brazil three weeks later. He's looking. Oh, overlooking. 
looking past him. That's not a good look. Um, I also think Yan Zhenan is going to give Wei Li Zhang a, a big run for her money too, but we'll see. Yeah, man, I'm all in on uh, Jamal Hill, dude. I think he's fucking very fucking talented and way, way better than people give him credit for. Only uh, lost by Paul Craig in a fluke submission. It's his only loss ever. So it is what it is. But yeah, guys, I don't know. Anything else you guys want to say before we get out of here? Yeah, I got to throw in the bets as always. Uh, oh, the whale that it, it's unfortunate this week, man, because um, a lot of these lines are steep. It's kind of hard to find good spots. I think I only like one underdog on the card, and I just started doing tape on them a fucking hour before we started this. So for the so the whale bet, it's going to be a three teamer. We got Urseg, Anders, Mikhaev. That's plus one ten. And then for the, the four teamer steamer. We got Al Salwadi, Duncan, the over one and a half in the Umar Bexat fight, and the under one and a half in the Pedro Petrino fight. That's plus 530. Okay, say that second one again. Al Salwadi over what? Al Salwadi, Christian Duncan, the over one and a half in the Umar versus Bexat fight in the under one and a half in the Petrino Pedro fight. Okay. There's your four teamer steamer plus five thirty. Okay. Yeah, so you got Ursiv, Makayev, and Anders. I wrote Sanders. That's, the whale. That's your whale bet. And then you got Al Sawani over one point five in the Umar fight. Christian Leroy Duncan. You gotta always say Leroy. You can't ever leave out Leroy. Christian Leroy Duncan, and then the under 1.5 in the Petrino Pedro fight. I got it. I got, got it. it. All right, man. Alex, you got anything that you want to throw out there on record? Christian Duncan and Steve Ursig get it about minus 130, 135. If you got it early in the week, it would have been closer to even. But lay the extra juice and feel comfortable. And ride Jared's bets, too. I'm going to be riding all those this week. Might take out Abdul because I'm not super confident in that fight. But uh, I love it. Sweet. I'm doing a big uh, underdog pick here. I'm taking Loic Roxabah for my underdog pick of the week. So that's it for me. But, yeah, man, fun fight card? Not really. We, we have to say that. We're legally obligated to say that it's fun. But uh, you know we're gonna make bets, and it's gonna have, it's gonna be a good time. I made a Mexican feast for this last one. Probably just gonna get some uh, you know Taco Bell or something for this one because it is not worth investing much time in. I'm gonna probably work up until I'm about to watch this fight. So yeah, dude, it's uh not the best that the UFC has offered us, but at least they're fights, and at least they're somewhat high level fights. So we can't complain too much, man. But uh. Plug your guys' stuff before we get out of here. Alex, you were the champion of the week. Plug your profit picks. Unmute yourself first, though. Profit picks, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever. Hit me, DM me, free seven-day week, seven trial. We'll give you picks. Seven-week trial? No, hey. Uh, seven-day trial. Chill out, chill out. It might turn into seven weeks if we lose for five in a row, but the service will pay for itself. You will never pay out of pocket to work with us. If we don't make you money, you're not paying. 
You heard it there. Seven week free trial. <laughs> seven day trial. Seven day trial for the picks that he gives out typically are fucking insane value. So looking at his work and look what he's doing. He fucking killed it last week. And he is, uh, you know, because of his fucking great job, he got to give his picks out first this week. And uh, Jared is a close second. Tied him over there at Teep Picks. Where are you at? Jared. Yeah, you can find you can just find me on Instagram. Shoot me a DM. I'll send you the bets. I always post the, the full card picks, but if you shoot me a DM, I can send you what I'm betting. And um shout out to Archie Colgan. He's a podcast listener and he actually DM'd me for some bets. So uh Nice. That's cool, man. Yeah, hit, hit me up, man. We'll send you know, I'll send you what I got. As of right now, just you know, trying to talk to some people, get some different opinions. If you hard disagree with any of my shit, let me know. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Like, um, you know, I don't think, and and you know, obviously, there's the the premium picks and stuff like that. But right now, what we're trying to do is just get out there and have some fun and meet some people and and maybe build some kind of community here. I, you know, floated the idea of potentially making this show like more of a serious thing. So if people, you know, would would appreciate that and they're actually into it, because there's a there's a huge overlap with like conspiracy thinkers and and, you know, sports betters and shit like that. So it'll be fun to see where that goes. But um, yeah, man, we're just having fun right now. So look for this show to kind of change a little bit. We'll see what happens. And maybe we'll get into some new sports, some new promotions, especially combat sports promotions. And we're just, uh, you know, looking to expand this little brand, even though it's not really a brand. I hate that word brand, right? Everyone's got a brand. It's kind of gay to say that you have a brand, but we're out here. We're trying to have fun and we're trying to do something cool with this. So stay tuned. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Um, What is it? March 1st, March 2nd, March 2nd, 2nd. And uh, yeah, man, we're we're uh, we're hopefully going to just continue this year on a positive note. I batted 50 50 on this last card and I was the worst one. So if you're following this show and you're paying attention and you're fucking doing your own research, which is always necessary when you're trying to make picks, you are profitable on every single card this year because all of us have one of us, I should say, has always been profitable in each one of these cards. So pay attention, check out the show, tell your friends about it, tell your mom, play it for your dogs when you go to work, your cats. Make sure that everyone is listening to this fucking show. And we're gonna get out there. We're going to uh we're gonna we're gonna share some pics. We're gonna spread the wealth. Take care, guys. Good luck. Don't gamble with money that you can't lose. <laughs>